0: Tell pod production Charlie. Changes into a Chicken by Sam Copeland and illustrated by Sarah Horn. Chapter Five No way? It happens again? Wogan said, chasing after Charlie, as Charlie stormed off ahead of him across the playground. Yes, said Charlie, glumly. While you were on your way to Miss Fire, you turned into a pigeon? Yes, said Charlie, frustration creeping into his voice. Hmm, said Flora. Oh, don't you start humming again, I had enough of that last time. Well, one way or another, we need to get to the bottom of it. No, what we really need to do is work out how to stop my parents from murdering me when they see this punishment letter. Charlie pulled the letter out of his pocket. Listen to what it says. Disobedience, lying, evasiveness and all manner of general misdemeanors. What am I supposed to do about all that? I'm dead. Good question, said Rogan, sounding full of action. Okay, firstly, who is Miss Demeanors? Is she a new teacher? And General Miss Demeanors? Why is the army involved? We need to know. Mozen looked at Charlie and rolled his eyes. Charlie smiled for the first time in quite a while. The four were quiet for a moment, each lost in thought, until Flora broke the silence. "'It's funny that it happened,' Flora paused carefully. "'You know, when you were by yourself, again,' she added. "'It's just, you know, a bit strange.' Charlie narrowed his eyes. What do you mean, funny? Strange how? Mosen and Wogan held their breath. It's just that, well, nobody else has actually seen it happen yet, Flora said slowly and gently. I knew it, Charlie shouted. You don't believe me, you think I'm lying! I don't think you're lying, Flora protested. You do? I can't believe after everything that's happened, one of my best friends thinks I'm making it all up. I don't. Then what do you think? Well, have you considered that perhaps you just think it's happening? Maybe your brain is tricking you. The mind is a funny thing and I know you believe you changed into a spider and a pigeon, but maybe it didn't actually happen. Silence hit the four of them again. Charlie looked furious. Flora looked like she'd just spoken the news to her pet hamster Rollo, who was two years old, that hamsters usually only live for two years. Mosen and Wogan looked terrified. Well, you two are being very quiet, what do you think? Do you believe me? Charlie glared at Mosen and Wogan. Mosen and Wogan sort of muttered and shrugged. They looked nervously at the ground. Charlie rounded on them. His face red. Well, that's just great. Fantastic. Not one of my so-called best friends believes me. Well, you can all just be friends without me. And with that, Charlie stormed off to the other side of the playground. He sat on an empty bench, fuming silently. And as he sat there, watching a football game between some year twos, his anger slowly turned into something much, much worse. Loneliness. His stomach felt hollow and yet at the same time it was full of squirming worms. His head was throbbing and his face was hot and his eyes were prickling with tears again. He wanted to get a hug from his mum or play Pokemon with Mosen, or football with Flora or wrestle with Wogan or see smooth move again or anything, anything to make this awful feeling disappear. There really is nothing lonelier, Charlie thought glumly to himself, than sitting by yourself in a packed playground. He closed his eyes, if only to stop himself from crying, for the third time that day. I saw you. Charlie swung around at the voice, startled. It was Dylan. What do you want? Charlie said, having thought his day couldn't get any worse. I saw you, Dylan said again. What do you mean you saw me? Charlie said, his eyes slanting with suspicion. You know what I mean, Dylan replied. Er, no, I don't actually, Charlie said, getting more frustrated. Yes, you do. Look." If I did, I wouldn't ask you, would I? If you call me would I again, I'll thump you. What? I didn't call you would I. I meant would I. You're just saying the same thing. Anyway, the point is, I saw you. Saw me what? shouted Charlie. Fall from the sky? said Dylan. Oh, you saw that, cried Charlie, relief flooding him. Not only did he understand what Dylan was going on about, but he also had proof that he wasn't going insane. What else did you think I'd be talking about? Have you done anything else worth talking about? Guess not. Exactly. Well, I was staring out of the window after you got sent out to Miss Fire, and I saw this thing falling out of the sky. It had wings, but then it didn't, and it was too big for a bird. And then I saw it hit the floor and sat up, and that was when I saw. So it was you, I mean. I always knew you were a freak, but not this much of a freak. I can't believe it. Finally, someone has seen me change. I felt like I was going crazy. Calm down, freak boy. So you can just change into whatever you want? I wish, said Charlie. I just sort of change into animals at random. I can't control it. It's useless, really. Not exactly a superhero, am I? Hmm, maybe not. Dylan thought for a moment. Did you poo on anyone's head when you were up there? No, I was waiting for you to come out of class, but I changed back before I had the chance, Charlie said, grinning. Charlie saw a reluctant smile creep on to Dylan's face. And now, none of my friends believe me. Dylan snorted. I don't blame them. If I hadn't seen it, I'd think you'd lost the plot. I guess so, but it doesn't matter now. You can tell them what you saw. I'm afraid not. Dylan shook his head with a hint of sadness. But why not? I'm sorry. Dylan turned as if to walk away. I can't. But why not? Because, Charlie, you're missing the obvious. We hate each other. I don't hate you! I mean, we are never going to be the best of friends, but hate? Charlie was starting to get a sinking feeling that Dylan was perhaps the worst person who could have seen him change. Oh, come on, face the truth. You and I are mortal enemies. We always have been. We always will be. And now you have some sort of... Freakish ability, and that means that I have to try to destroy you. Why are you sounding like a villain out of a movie? Maybe I have to build a robot suit, or swallow some radiation to defeat you, Dylan said to himself. I'll have to start saving for a lair. Okay, that's not really helping the whole movie villain thing. We don't have to be enemies, you know. Oh, but we do, replied Dylan. We are enemies, Charlie, and we can never forget that. We are destined to fight. That's just how stories work, and there's nothing either of us can do about it. But we don't have to be. We can be friends. Come now. Where's the fun in that? Dylan gave a wolfish grin and then walked off towards the classrooms. Charlie watched Dylan disappear into the distance and shook his head. What a total nutcase. It wasn't until the next day that Charlie spoke to Mosen, Wogan and Flora again. He had spent a miserable evening at home, banished to his room and banned from his PlayStation after delivering his punishment letter to his mum and dad. They had been very, very angry. I'm disappointed in you, Charlie McGuffin, Charlie's dad said. He'd actually looked disappointed too. Usually his father was good-humoured, even when he was telling him off. Charlie could always see a gleam in his dad's eyes, but since Smooth Move had gone into hospital, the gleam wasn't there so much. We both are very disappointed, said Charlie's mum, but we both still love you very much, she added, giving Charlie a warm smile and a lump in his throat. Charlie had sat in his room for the rest of the evening, simmering with misery. Anger, loneliness and worse than all of those, guilt. His brother was due to have his big scan in two weeks' time and Charlie felt desperate for making his parents angry. So when Mosen, Wogan and Flora all came up to him in the playground first thing the next day, his heart pounded with joy. Hey, said Flora. Hey said Charlie quietly. Hey, said Mosen and Wogan. Hey, said Charlie back. So, said Flora, we've been talking and we thought that maybe we should say sorry. Yeah, said Charlie hopefully. He didn't really care about the apology. He just needed his friends back. We should have believed what you said. We should have trusted you. And we're sorry. Sorry. Yeah, said Mosin. Sorry. Soz, said Wogan. Charlie's heart swelled. He felt it might burst out of his chest with happiness. You know what? I don't blame you guys. It is mad. I wouldn't believe me either. I'd think I was bananas too if I were you. So, let's just forget about it, okay? And hey, guess what? What? They all replied excitedly. You won't believe who can actually prove my story is real. 6. I can't believe you can actually prove your story is real, said Flora, with a disbelieving shake of the head. Nor can I, said Mosin, also with a disbelieving shake of the head. I actually can. I believe you, Charlie, said Wogan, scowling at Mosin and Flora. I mean... Come on, guys, it's terrible This after all that apologising, you're saying you don't believe Charlie again? We've been through this? No, we do believe Charlie, it's just a phrase. We only meant it's surprising that it's Dylan, said Flora. Wogan looked slightly blanker than usual, if possible. Never mind, Wogan. Flora said, looking at him like he was a puppy with three legs learning to walk. Anyway, she continued. Now we know that Charlie changing wasn't just a one-off. It's happened twice, Charlie. You need help. You need to work out what exactly is going on with you. Then maybe we can find a cure. So I have constructed a plan. We are going to use science. Yes, said Mosen, thumping a fist into his palm. Yes, said Charlie, clapping his hand. Yes, said Wogan. Of course, we can draw a picture of the water cycle, and then we can... Hang on, what use is science? Because, Wogan, science is what we use when there is a mystery, replied Flora patiently. Science gives us answers to questions. If it wasn't for science, we'd still be living in caves, spending all day hunting sabre-toothed tigers and lying around in mammoth wool underpants. That actually sounds pretty wicked cool, replied Wogan. The others couldn't help but agree. And there'd be no school, Wogan continued. And we wouldn't have to get jobs when we're older. In fact... I don't think I like science very much. Flora sighed. What about medicine or space travel and the internet or PlayStation? That's all science. And now we're going to use science to work out what on earth is happening to Charlie, said Flora firmly. And we need to do it super fast too, agreed Mosin. You know, before Charlie changes again, in case he doesn't change back into a human. Charlie groaned. Oh, thanks a bunch, Mosin. I hadn't even thought of that happening. That's another thing for me to worry about. But you're right. We need to work out what's going on quickly. It's the school play in two weeks. I can't be turning into an animal in front of the whole school. The school play where you're starring as Sad Potato Number 1, said Mosin. Yes, that's right, Mosin. The school play where I'm starring as Sad Potato Number 1, replied Charlie. It's an important role. Do you have anything to say about that? No, Mosen replied in a small voice. Well, it might be good if you did change, Wogan said. You know, if you become a tiger or a T-Rex or something and scared everyone away, then at least I wouldn't have to do my final song and kiss Cara Cotton. Don't be daft, Wogan, said Flora. We've been through this before. It would not be good at all. What will happen to Charlie if he suddenly turns into an animal in front of the whole school? He could do a poo on... No, Wogan, you are poo-obsessed. I'll tell you what will happen. If Charlie changes into an animal at the play, the teachers will call the police and the police will call the government, and the government will call the scientists, and then Charlie will get taken away and experimented on. He'll get operated on, Wogan dissected. Thank you very much, but can you all stop giving me new things to worry about that I hadn't even thought of, Charlie shouted. Don't panic said Flora confidently. We're going to use science so you don't have to worry. So... Wogan was thinking hard. We're going to use science to stop the scientists. If science is so good, shouldn't we just, you know... No, I don't know, Wogan, said Flora, getting more and more agitated. Are you suggesting that we hand Charlie over to scientists so they can cut him up into tiny pieces and examine him under a microscope? Can you all stop talking immediately now, please? Charlie yelled. Right, said Flora, ignoring Charlie. So here's my plan. We need to find out what causes the change in Charlie. We know it isn't light because it's happened during the day, and the night. We know it isn't heat because it wasn't really too hot or cold when it happened last time. I've also ruled out electricity, radiation and space dust. How have you ruled out space dust? Asked Mosin, looking puzzled. Don't ask questions. It's just science, okay? said Flora dismissively. We can discount animal bites because you've turned into a bird. Unless you've been bitten by a bird recently and forgotten to mention it. I haven't, Charlie said. You haven't been shot with a laser or struck by lightning? Er, no, Charlie said, shaking his head. You haven't been given a magic ring? Nope. Or been part of an experimental army programme? What? No! And you definitely haven't been kidnapped by space aliens. Do you not think I might have mentioned that before? Replied Charlie. Do you not think I might have said, Oh hey guys, guess what? I got kidnapped by space aliens last night. No! I have not been kidnapped by space aliens! That you know of, said Rogen with a meaningful look. What? You might have been asleep. Or the aliens might have wiped your memory. That's what happened to my Uncle Henry in America. Wiped his memory completely. Then how did he remember that aliens had kidnapped him? Asked Mosin. Because he was found in the neighbour's barn, just waiting in his wellies. And he couldn't remember how we got there, so it must have been aliens. We are getting distracted, said Flora. We are going to have to assume that it wasn't aliens, because we have no evidence that they kidnapped Charlie. Okay, well, that's a lot of things that it isn't. What do you think it is? asked Charlie. Well, and there's no easy way to say this, Charlie. I think you're a mutant, a genetic freak of nature. Thanks a bunch, Flora. No, it's cool. The closest comparison I can make is the Incredible Hulk. When he is angry, he turns into a big green monster. I think what's happening with you is that when you're scared, you turn into an animal. Mozen, Wogan and Charlie stood in silence for a moment, taking this in. You see, continued Flora, you were scared of having to see Miss Fire. And you were even more scared about having to tell your parents. So you turned into a pigeon. And you first changed into a spider after you visited your brother in an hospital and found out about a scan and the operation and obviously... Flora let the sentence hang in the air. Unfinished. Charlie squirmed uncomfortably. Hmm, okay, let's say it's true. I'm not saying it is, but let's just say it is. How do we test your theory? He asked. Ah, said Flora, one finger pointing in the air. That's the fun bit. That was another Tell A Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com And if you really like the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash Pod.